Hello and welcome to another episode of Overwhelming Strength is Boring, a health and fitness podcast with a slightly more lighthearted approach to the world of health, fitness and well-being. Uh, each week I'll have a different guest uh, with their own fitness journey and experiences and together we will um, get a little bit more insight into the vast world of health, fitness, but through a slightly more relatable perspective. Um, Anyway, 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 I, I know I said that we were going to talk to my friend who ran the bath half in the last episode, but we're going to do that a little later in the month because uh, our timings have not quite synced up quite yet. Um, but that's cool. But don't worry. Don't worry. Today's guest is just as awesome. Um, he's a really good mate of mine, proper fam, as they say, called Julian. Um, and I'll let him introduce himself a little bit more. So over to you, mate. Right. Um, I'm Julian. I'm uh, 32. Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, I have a, I'm a, I'm a qualified personal trainer and a chef. Um, I try and combine the two together. Um, a lot of the stuff I've done is, um, uh, food wise has been looking at sort of, uh, creating meals that are easy, accessible, delicious, nutritious, all those hashtags that everyone loves. Um, I train out of my home gym and I also work at another gym called uh, Tribe PT in Trowbridge. Um, doing all sorts, whether it's, um, well, it depends on the client. And um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else. I, th I think more will come out as we go on. No, that's a good intro. That's a good intro. No, that's that's fine. I I have a little bit, but yeah. No, that's good. That's a good intro, man. Um, how how's quarantine? Um, I mean, it's okay. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm quite lucky that I have a home gym. Um, so since sort of uh, January time, actually, I had to take time off training because. Um, just really bad back problems. My leg went numb, so mm. my okay. nerve That's issues really as well. What it was, it was quite funny. I went, saw a friend of mine, she's um, a PT and um, masseuse and all that, so mm. she combined. And she was like, yeah, I think you might have slipped a disc. I think mm. I'm not gonna be able to help you. Okay. So I went and saw um, a chiropractor, mm. and he did all his uh, checks and that, you know, yeah, yeah. reflexes and oh, let me just try and do this. And yeah, it hurts. And um, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, right, well, in layman's terms, you're back as far as I, I like this guy. Uh, <laughs> he's telling it to me in the words I know. Mm. He said, if you're a car, essentially your suspension's gone. Wow, that's really bad. Yeah. And he's like, you're lucky you've come. The um, the potential risk was I would have been uh, wheelchair bound. Dude, how did you even do that? It's not from any one thing. It wasn't like a fall. It wasn't an accident. It was mm. uh, basically something happened at some stage a long yeah. time ago. Muscle inflames. What happens? Other muscles overcompensate, which means yeah. these ones undercompensate. And like I mean, everything's pulling and tugging in different directions. So I was twisted and hunched and all like yeah it, it felt like my hips were going that way Ugh. trying to walk that way while i was yeah. trying to walk this way um, so basically as a result of that i mean um i was constantly getting 
uh, pains in my piriformis, the muscle right in like your butt cheek. Yeah. Um, that really small <clears throat> muscle that lies between the glutes. Um, and I thought that was just, you know, from training. So I was doing a lot of flexibility work to try and ease that. And basically because of the injury I had, I sort of had like um, hypermobility. So I thought I was getting really flexible, but it was actually because um, there's a lot of muscles that were damaged and not doing their job and stopping me from bending myself that way. Yeah, yeah. Not, not stopping you and letting you know, ah, oh, no, I've got to protect you. Yeah. Dude, um, that's real bad. Yeah, so um, basically the <laughs> quarantine's actually come at the right time for me. Yeah, because uh, I can actually sort of uh, it's been enough time that I've taken time off trading. I'm not in pain. I don't feel um, so restricted anymore in my movement. I've still got to be really careful with like um, the range of motion in my hips and stuff because as a result of my back, um, basically my pelvis and my hips were quite seized. Ooh. They weren't fused, but they were seized. Yeah, yeah um so i've had to take it kind of like annoyingly easy yeah that sucks when you're yeah, used it's, to... it's that thing where you're like oh but i had this much progress and i'm yeah. gonna take this one and every day you're like i'm losing that much every day I know. I know and so i've had to take it kind of easy and um so in a weird way quarantine has kind of been a blessing because yeah. it's given me I work full time as a chef as well. I mean, not at the mm. moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm the head chef at quite a busy golf club. Yeah. So I mean, it, <laughs> I really sympathise with people who are like I struggle to find time to train. Yeah. And go to the gym and all that, especially people with families or commitments, whether it's uh, hobbies like you know. Um, whatever it is social sports yeah you know um fantasy football whatever people is you know, <laughs> I don't know. yeah which in a way is like that that's one of the things that really gets on my nerves a bit when i because when i'm on my um so my business is called trident fitness yeah. the reason why because trident three prongs mm, yeah there's like uh you know nutrition the actually the, the workout you do and mm. the mindset was the kind of thing or mm. in some realms they call it wellness yeah which sounds wrong but it's a thing yeah um, i remember you picked up on that when i was doing my website and i was like no yeah it's a thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um yeah, it kind of annoys me sometimes. You see a lot of personal trainers online and they're like, yeah, just get it done. Like, no excuses. And so I was like, yeah, mm. but your job is to hang out at the gym all day. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Is there different types uh, of PT then? Like, I would say so. I mean, the, you get the ones who are like, no excuses, get it done and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, like, I, I see that they're trying to be motivating, but I, I also see that as kind of damaging because... Mm. Uh, that can instill a bit of guilt in people because they're like, mm. I really do want to get it in. But, yeah, yeah. you know, I've got kids who've got school homework they need help with or after school clubs, I've got to do the house, I've got to do my own job. I, yeah. You know, one kid's got, you know, celiac and the other one is going yeah. through like a... I know. It's not like, yeah, it's not like a picture perfect Instagrammable there, life, is it? No, I mean, the, the, 
there is no one routine or diet plan or anything no. that you can copy and paste and it will work for everyone. I totally agree. It's not one size fits all. So a lot of PTs when they're saying, yeah, just get it done, like kind of being like almost aggressive about it. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, yeah, but being that, you know, for some people that works. Some people need yeah. that kick up the ass to like do stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Like uh, there's but a lazy to, aspect. To that put it out there as a blanket term that everyone has to abide by it. Yeah. I, I, I think like, people can choose to follow who they follow. I mean, you could argue that like, mm. you know, I'm not going to like call people out or anything. That's none of no. my business. No. Like, but yeah, I think you can't just put things out. Like, I think it's good to see what PT's training programs are when they put up videos and stuff. Like, I find it useful because like everyone runs into a rut in their own training. Yeah. Yeah. You start doing stuff and you're like, it's kind of getting too easy, but mentally challenging because it's not physically challenging. Yeah. And it becomes monotonous. It becomes, you always say, yeah. You need to, you need to mix it up a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Um, like, your boundaries. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's been kind of like frustrating for me. It's well, not so much anymore. I'm getting to a stage where I can do a bit more, uh, because I've built up my stamina a bit, I've built up yeah. my core strength again, not to where it was, but enough to start doing a bit more variation. That next ladder sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, I mean, the first two weeks were so frustrating because mm. basically from, um, because of the type of injury, it wasn't that there, I was basically told like, you need to do stuff that is quite restricted in terms of range of motion, especially for your hips and everything. Because mm. the, the worry is that you inflame those muscles again and you, you know, you go back to square one. Yeah. Um, so it was basically like you can plank, mm. you can do, you know, body weight bearing stuff. So, you know, like the old school press ups, which, you know, yeah, they're, they're, good, they're good workouts. Yeah. Um, and he was like, do not go rowing. Hmm. Cause obviously like when you come back, you open your legs and uh, your hips, yeah. everything, everything rotates. Yeah. He was like, if you go swimming, don't do breaststroke again. Cause you're kicking your legs yeah. out. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it was a bit sort of like, Right, so what I can I can do spinning and and planks, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Your muscle I mean, has been diminished. <laughs> yeah, slightly, but I mean, like I started doing stuff. He was like, "Yeah, hold off from doing the free weights for a while until you build up that core strength again." Yeah. Um, so the kind of way I went about it was I kind of did what he said. Yeah. But No, I'm in a motorcycle club, right? I don't really do a lot of what people say. Um, well, yeah, because I saw some of your post up on, on Instagram, some of your workouts, and they they look like you've managed to round it out a lot a lot more. And like it looks yeah. like you're hitting every every area. And it's and it looks like a workout that I'd be like happy doing as well. So Yeah, I mean I'm I'm still not able to do a lot of leg stuff apart from if it's using um you know like fixed machines and stuff. Yeah. Which my like, my gym is very small. It's kind of like a Swiss army knife gym. <laughs> that kind of like folds up and I've got a, like, a Leatherman gym. 
Yeah, it's got like books and all that, you know, yeah, it's like yeah, a multi yeah, yeah. gym. I like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, you can do a full body workout, you can do strength, you can do all sorts in there. Yeah. But it's not big. And I haven't got room for all these machines. No, no. So like I mean, my um one of my benches is I've got the option to put um an attachment in there to do leg extensions. Um so between that and the spin bike, that is kind of all the leg work I can do at the moment. Squats okay. and stuff again, because you're opening your hips. Gotta be real careful. Yeah, I mean, like even this morning in bed, like um at the moment, I've got to sleep with three pillows just for my legs. Really? To make sure that my back's not overarching in my sleep and things like that. So the the types of things you can't do, is it where your knees start to like pivot? outwards is it like so yeah. example if you if you kept your knees almost stuck together could you do like a close squat yeah like if i was doing resistance band squats and stuff yeah. uh yeah to a point okay but your knees should always be facing forward if you're doing squats thank you julian <laughs> knees forward toes forward heels yeah. on the floor yeah but yeah. i mean i did some squats the other day just to kind of like you know, test the parameters a bit. Yeah. It was just air squats. So I wasn't, I don't think I was using any weights. I might have done. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, that's, how that's, did it feel? Like It was a bit, it was hard. Yeah. Like it was annoyingly hard because I remember being able to do squats with this much weight. Hmm. That was the same when I was, you know, having, I was like, like I want to do like more than just press ups. I want to gain. So I was doing, I've got an attachment to do chest flies, so that's fixed yeah, weight. Nice. So I was cool. like, all right, well, I can I can build some strength there, keep it a bit more interesting. But also, I can um, kind of get the cardio aspect out of it, where I can put lighter weights up and just ramp up the the reps. reps. Yeah. So you're yeah. getting that kind of cardio, but also you're working those muscles. I mean, instead of just sitting on the spin bike all the time, because I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know how long you sit on a spin bike for, but I mean, it starts to hurt. Uh, zero amount. I, okay. I, I used to do a couple spin classes, but um, I just don't like it, mate. I'm not a fan of cardio. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, but at the same time, like, uh, the kind of thing I'm at at the moment is um, I've, I've got a lot of my strength back, I would say. That's good. I would say I'm about sort of like 55 to 60% got my strength back. So you're, you're over the halfway mark. Yeah. That's mentally yeah, helpful. A lot of it is muscle memory. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Mentally helpful. But at the same time, you've got to remember, like, I'm analyzing all this and being like... <laughs> I like, know what you're like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so were you, like, before the injury and stuff, was your main sort of personal workout focus more sort of like barbell stuff, free weight stuff, or machines, or, or a bit of everything? To be honest, like, I've never been much of an advocate for fixed weight machines just because yeah. i've always been under the sort of mindset that you need those stabilizing muscles to be working as well and that by using f fixed weight machines um you're kind of like um neglecting some of those um uh, muscles and stabilization and yeah yeah the stabilizing muscles and i mean it's like i do um like a kind of like boot camp type thing. Well, yeah. usually every Monday evening and it's, it's quite popular because it's, it's, this is with uh, PT and like, um, 
we get we get up to like sort of like twenty five people coming sometimes. That's that's a full room. That is a full class. <laughs> yeah, and like luckily we hire out a um a school hall nearby, and we kind of um I'm a big fan of using um timers. So like on my phone, I've got an app called Seconds. Mm. I've got timers there that um because well, it just keeps it accurate. Yeah. Like if you're counting seconds while you're planking or something, like you're gonna do that thing. It's like, yeah, one, two, <laughs> and then you get to thirty, thirty-three. Like, 32, 32. like yeah, you kind of, yeah. Not everyone, but you know, like just having a timer. It means you can kind of shut off and kind of get into that meditation kind of zone if you like, or yeah, you you can question why you're even there at all and why you're doing this to yourself. <laughs> And is yeah. it even worth it if I'm just gonna get like a Domino's on the way home? Exactly. Uh, what does it, <laughs> it even justify that I'm gonna have a Domino's? So <laughs> um, yeah, that class is like it's it's a popular one, and like using those timers. Wait, where was I going with this? Uh, oh, because we were talking about machines, and you didn't advocate right. machines. As yeah, much. yeah. So yeah, so yeah, that was it. So in in this boot camp class, like a lot of it is, I'll go around and I'll put up um, like basically uh, pieces of paper with mm. what each station is, and like everyone comes in, and me and uh, uh, Dean, who owns Tri PT, we kind of yeah. usually sort of does like um, the kind of like warm up session, um, and I'll go around and start setting stuff up. We'll, we'll take in a few things. We might take in like um, some medicine balls to do like ball slams or we might yeah. take a few cow weights in or TRX stuff. And, you know, just to make sweet, so you know, to vary it up a bit, but a lot of it is body weight bearing. And like, you know, when you got that many people going, it's like, it's not like an old school aerobics class where you're at the front kind of like doing it with them. Like, I, ain't got, I, I don't have the energy for that. <laughs> Mm. we'll go around and start like correcting form and things like that yeah so um should be yeah yeah and a lot of the time like i'll go around and <laughs> the most common response is like oh but it's harder it's like, <laughs> uh, just think of it as being more effective not harder yeah yeah so, so do, you, do you think that's why i'm not really all for resistance machines because I... they're not quite effective no, I don't. Like if you're doing a chest press, you'll get the big pecs, but you're not going to get all those little yeah. bits in. The foundational uh, muscles yeah. of that. Well, I was talking to um, my mate Jason in the last the last episode, and he he's sort of like an avid CrossFitter, and he's right. and he's pretty much it is getting better. CrossFit yeah. is getting better, and, and is that at the start? Like you look at you, you look at the the form of what yeah. they're doing. You're like, oh my god, I know. Well, see, that's one thing I talked to him about, and he he literally said the same thing. Like when it started off, it the best and worst thing about CrossFit was the the popularity of it, and unfortunately, the stuff that was making it popular were people that were doing all these kipping things and the competition side. And unfortunately, with that comes a higher risk and a higher yeah. injury. And so he was talking about how as time. Main goes, thing when I see CrossFit is like when they're doing pull-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're swinging all over the place. It's like, yeah. of course well, see, you can do 20 pull-ups that way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Try doing it slow, controlled, and keeping your body straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, strict strict pull-ups and stuff. But but this is the thing. You get different, say, um, say you've got like a... I think as it evolves further, things like that. Exactly. Like, 
So if you look at UFC, the original UFC was yeah. basically Street Fighter come to life. I know. You had a sumo wrestler against a boxer and all sorts. Yeah, now there's crazy. weight divisions. There's certain, you know, they can only wear certain gear and all that. You yeah. Know, like yeah. Things evolve and they get a bit. And that's where, like, the kind of competition aspect really starts to um, kind of, like, legitimize itself in a way. Mm. Because everyone's on the same playing field that way. Exactly. Exactly. Everything, like, the standards expected of everyone is that. the same. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's a line then to to, yeah. to attain to. Yeah. Hmm. Do you um do you think it's important like for anybody who's going to a gym to get a personal trainer? Um I think it for some people it is very important because hmm. they might be going there not really knowing they might know what they want the, their sort of um, outcome to be, whether it's to come out like lean, ripped, or mm. it might be, you know, I think personal trainers are there to help. Yeah. Um, I think especially when people aren't maybe sure how to get from point A to point B. Yeah. Definitely. And also I think, Good personal trainers. Um, I've got friends who go to you know these big gyms, Snap or Anytime, and all that. Mm. And they're they're such big companies. You're going to get really good personal trainers go through. You're going to get some not so great. That's just the nature of any industry on that scale. That's not to you know downplay them at all. No, no. It's like everywhere you get. I've got friends who go and they're like, yeah, the, there's this one guy who like you know you build any place that you're going to three, four times a week or five times a week, you build rapport with, you know, like mm, people who yeah. work there, whether it's a gym, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's, um, you know, the shop, whatever. And I think good personal trainers in that position will get to know the regulars and be like, I see you've been doing this. Have you thought about maybe doing this? It's not like, you know, in, you know, like recruiting them for, um, you know, like one-to-one or it might be, but I think um, personal training, like there's a lot of aspects to it. It, it really depends on the client and what they want. Um, one of the clients I had with Tribe, she was an older lady. I think she was 72, 73. Exactly. She'd had two hip replacements. Mm. So with her, I mean, I'm not a yoga instructor. I'm, I've never done a yoga class, but a lot of the... Um, flexibility I, work, I, I do for myself is based on yoga poses yeah, and yeah. I used to do a lot of martial arts when I was younger as well so there's a mm. lot of you know it was basically I'm just going to say it was taekwondo because no one's ever heard of what it actually was what was but it <laughs> it was hoi jeon musul so h-o-i okay next word j-e-o-n next word m-o-o next word s-o-o-l is that from um, Homeland? <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> um, that is one of the few places in the world where it is. It's a Korean yeah. martial art. It's a variation of Taekwondo, but uh, I think it literally translates as the art of revolving. Wow. That's kind so of A cool. lot of it is very similar to a lot of the stuff you see in Judo and Jiu-Jitsu, but it's a lot of stand-up stuff as well. As okay. Graphic. 
jumping and holes and throws and things like that. So like um, we used to have to do all the sort of like the taekwondo big high kicks and all that. So we used to yeah yeah we'd have sessions of being sat on the floor with you know your legs and oh yeah being yeah. pushing closer and closer to the Oof. wall. Oof. Yeah, so uh, I haven't done that to any of my clients yet, but <laughs> there's time. Yeah, yeah, there's always time. Well, I I'm a big sort of like I I do two two days of the week. I'll do about an hour of stretching and mobility, and yeah. it's all based on yoga or based yeah. on Pilates. Um, but if you look at it as as an exercise and a movement, and not put a name in front of it, um, I mean. If you do a proper stretching session, it is strenuous. Oh yeah, it's yeah, hard work. Yeah, and if uh, you hold, if you hold the positions in an isometric sort of fashion, you burn. You get oh real yeah, burning. yeah, definitely. Um, that's another thing. A lot of the guys that I know. Um, so my drummer Chris, mm, mm. he's always been, you know, in pretty. He's always been in good shape. He, he's like one of those sort of naturally slim guys, and he's always yeah, I've uh, seen him. Yeah. Yeah, and um, he, he the last sort of few years he's really got back into his training. Cool. But he came when I was doing so. I'm, I'm also a licensed um, instructor for a franchise called Project Six Pack. Oh, cool! Um, I will put all of the links to these things in the description of this cool. as well because um, I think it'll be interesting for people to to so see. Project Six Pack is um, a six week program, and it's uh nutrition which i did i did a recipe book for them sweet and used to do a lot of um like cooking demos and stuff as well nice and it's also like you got um cardio abs sort of like uh, uh box fit type classes mm. and all sorts and um so when i we uh, last year i did i headed up the the first because it was it was predominantly it was all female to begin yeah. with so yeah. i came in as a way to entice more male customers. <laughs> I'd be enticed. Because <laughs> well, I think like a lot of it was like all the instructors were female, all the other yeah, yeah, yeah. clients were women as well. It was very mm. sort of, I think there was um, issues, not issues, but like, sort of like a lot of guys were like, oh, well, it's just like a girl's club kind of thing. It's I, like, I totally understand, yeah. I've been, like, like when I used to go to Fitness First, all of the classes at Fitness First were, were completely dominated by women mm. and and i went to a couple and i thought yeah do i really want to i think it's quite a right masculine thing, but... thing to like not want to follow the herd yeah yeah they it's quite common for guys they just want to do their own class uh, on their own yeah rather than with everyone else because i think i think a lot of the thing was like they did have a few guys join in in the mm. early stages and it was sort of like yeah i'm gonna wipe the floor you know and yeah women were just like outdoing them i know i know and um it's like, just like yeah it was a different type like they're probably i don't know because i wasn't there but i'm yeah. just speculating these were probably guys who used to play rugby or football when they yeah. were younger used to go to the gym and just like do the typical upper body yeah bench yeah. press and bicep curls and all that kind of thing and probably thought yeah, yeah i got this but it was predominantly weight bearing and a lot of cardio based stuff but without having to mm. like you know go running all the time where it was like a lot of circuit stuff but that was yeah and the main goal a lot of it is fat burning yeah yeah Hit stuff. and so i kind of got involved i actually did did it as a client before 
I yeah. headed it up just to um, literally yeah. put myself in that position. And yeah, it was hard work. Yeah. And yeah. it worked. Like I lost, I burned fat. I lost a fair bit of weight. Nice. Like, That's cause it's, you stick to a nutrition plan yeah. and they do it all sort of community based. So there's Facebook groups and everyone's posting what they're eating. That's how cool. much water they've drunk as well. Like a lot of it's, um, uh, Amira, who's one of the founders, she's been studying, she's doing a uni degree at the moment. I think she's near the end of it. Mm. It's all sort of like nutrition based. So there's a lot of focus on gut health and all sorts and, uh, and yeah. sleep rhythms and everything, yeah. which is becoming more and more, people are more aware of that stuff now. Oh, uh, so a few of the biggest things I've found has changed my sort of fitness over the last year is the knowledge of how important uh, hydration is, uh, yeah. probiotics for the stomach, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fasting, um, yeah. and generally rounding out my food groups. Like, because um, you and me have both been vegan for yeah. you, you for a long time. And uh, me... I was only vegan for a couple of years. Ah, okay. So I was a little bit less than you then. Yeah. Um, and, and that started because when, when we were working at Beyond the Kale, I, I, yeah. I, I went vegan again mm. to put myself in um, basically in a situation where I had to basically come up with stuff yeah. to then use at work yeah so i would basically basically i was restricting myself and thinking like what am i craving and how can i make a vegan alternative yeah well yeah. the beyond the care was a vegan gluten-free yeah. refined sugar-free <laughs> yeah yeah you you were batting a lot of stuff there <laughs> yeah. that is kind of how i uh how the whole project six pack thing because they used to come oh really uh, you wouldn't have seen them because they always came on sundays oh was, that's interesting okay yeah yeah and um so that's how um we kind of knew each other mm. there's a lot of the stuff that we did at beyond the kale kind of ticked those boxes yeah um for the same kind of nutrition plan so basically with the project six-pack nutrition plan it was kind of like it is more or less vegan but add meat if you want that's literally what i do with my diet now yeah I that's have... what i'm trying to do now yeah i i have no there's no dairy, uh, and I'll have, and if I have meat, I'll have a very If I do have dairy, it is, it's only ever cheese. Ah, okay, yeah. I, you know what, I think, I think in general, like I, it's difficult nowadays because you can say the wrong things to so many people, but I'm a big believer in if someone takes something the wrong way, it's because they've chosen to take it that way, so whatever. Well, it's but, like the guys who do South Park, they're like... <laughs> yeah, yeah um, exactly. Offend everyone, then no one's offended. Yeah, well, or, or like if people are offended, it's because they're kind of the people that should be because they're too dumb to see that we're kind of like doing it as a, as a joke. Exactly. Yeah. You look at how uh, Dave Chappelle does his stand ups and like <laughs> he that is literally how he how he runs his stand up. I think there, there's been this big culture of um, being offended. Um, mm. uh, totally. Uh, the, the, the issue I have with. I, I've got some friends which are vegan, which are like really stand up, really sound, and they do it for very either personal like dietary reasons or but, yeah, I mean, the like, planet and stuff. So, yeah, that's, that's cool. the thing. It's like it's not so straightforward as are you vegan? It's like are you no, dietary vegan or ethical vegan or like, like yeah. orthodox vegan or yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like there's so much. I mean, again, this is 
blanket, you know, sort of sweeping statement, they, they are very much in their tribe. And if you're not yeah. part of it, then you're against it almost, which that's not true for all of them, but for yeah. enough of them to like make it noticeable. That yeah. it, like, I think, I mean, we saw it with a lot of our customers, like mm. some of them were very, it was almost like um, their diet was a result of a political agenda or it was for some of them it was the result of a you know health thing or some of them it was just because well they just love animals that much yeah or, yeah but i mean one of the things like i mean we touched upon i think before we were recording mm. we we're talking about joe rogan and yeah one of the things that he points out that i love is like a lot of vegans are like just free all the animals and it's like well if you do that do you realize what their fate is? Like, what, you just want to set all these um, domestic farm animals free in the wild where they're going to be, you know, um, struggling to find a food source? Like, if they get hunted, they're going to, like, suffer these long, painful deaths. Mm. They're um, going to, you know, they'll they'll eat themselves into starvation. There's not going to be any human intervention to make sure that there's a regular flow of food. And the other thing I love with um, a lot of sort of um, vegans is like, oh, you can get your protein elsewhere. It's like, yeah, you can, but where are you getting yours? And they're like, a lot of the time it's quinoa. That is like, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, so you're devastating this (laughs) other population's food source. I know. Exploiting these workers so that you can be in the right. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same. I do contradictory stuff all the time. I love it. Well, it's the same as um, almond milk. You know, if you have people that don't have dairy, they'll rush to almond milk. And it's like, I understand having an alternative milk and I'm for that, but Mm. do your research and choose a slightly more ethical one, like oat, because almond milk is destroying rainforests and agricultural land. I think it's doing the research behind your your choice you know one thing i kind of think would be really good is i mean you go into like a classroom of i don't know eight maybe seven or six year olds i don't know i don't know what kids are like. um <laughs> but it, i i bet if you say like oh where did chicken nuggets come from they're gonna say mom the freezer the shop yeah yeah i don't think you'll get many that say it comes from chickens yeah yeah I don't think they've got that association that this processed weird bit of perfectly shaped and textured food. No, I know. Actually is a result of, I mean, arguably a massacre. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. If you, if you really sat kids down and said, where do you think it comes from? Like if you look back at, um, not even that long ago in history, but like mm. probably like at our grandparents' kind of era. Yeah. Um, especially like um, um, during the Second World War, a lot of um, animal product was sort of like a luxury item. It was a luxury item. The rations. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of households did have to adapt vegetarian and mm-hmm. vegan diets. Yeah. Not out of choice, but out of necessity. Um, uh, but, but also a lot of these households, you know, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, it was a smaller population then and things were different. But I mean, you know, a lot of these, um, a lot of households would maybe have had chickens laying their eggs for them. Exactly. So, you know, there was that kind of thing. You, You can't help but build a kind of relationship of respect towards the animal. Because mm. look, you're nurturing and looking after them, and in return, you're getting this little source of like really nutrient. You're getting a really good nutrient dense food source That's with the healthy cholesterols and proteins and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you know you're gonna have to choose your least favorite chicken and. Yeah, yeah. But again, <laughs> that kind of hands-on approach, you have a certain amount of respect for where your food comes from. Yeah, I think because people are so distant from that, you know, like uh, way of life where that is, you know, how you go about getting food. Yeah. That's why there's this culture of mass production where there is a big blanket in a lot of people's eyes where they don't have to see what's going on behind it. Well, the, the, say. the dynamics change. The dynamics change mm-hmm. to uh, greedy and when you want it you can have yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like people always want chicken breasts or they want chicken mm. drumsticks and it's like one person will eat three drumsticks it's like that's one and a half chickens i know um when why didn't four of you just get one chicken and <laughs> and eat that one chicken because guaranteed all the other there's gonna be a lot of chickens just choked away in the trash because uh, no one wanted those cuts. Those cuts, yeah. Throw away society, mate. Yeah. Just like rounding off from the like vegan stuff, dietary stuff. Have you noticed like a difference, like pro or con, from no longer being vegan? Even though you you you're taking a lot from it still. Um, I think again when we were talking at the beginning about there is no one training program that you can copy and paste to apply to benefit everyone Mm. i mean there's always going to be exception to rules with vegan diet i mean for me personally i lost a lot of weight Mm. which at the first i was like oh yeah awesome Mm. but then what started to happen was i was losing a lot of muscle weight and I mean, I'm not the biggest guy. Uh, I mean, I'm like six foot one. I'm kind of um, just naturally, I'm sort of built quite sort of broad. That is just yeah. my kind of genetic makeup. Yeah. Um, to eat enough in the day to kind of, kind of be able to do training that works for me personally. It was very hard. Um, I struggled to eat enough, which then meant I was losing more weight. The other thing I noticed when I was vegan, I felt more susceptible to illnesses like just seasonal colds and things like that. Yeah. Um, now, Can I put it all down to being on a vegan diet? No, because I didn't have like a you know a science 
research team. Um, but on the day I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, mm. <clears throat> I can't remember where I was, but I had like a, it was a Sunday roast mm. and it was the first meet I'd had in a long time. Well, I say a long time, I, I, saying that is kind of a, it was the first bit of meeting I'd had in like two and a half years or something, or two years. <clears throat> and that is a uh, long time. Well, for some people, for some I mean, people that is a long time. I mean, you got people who've been vegan, however long. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for them, they're like, "Oh, that's not a long time." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's like someone you know sitting in prison doing you know a 30 year sentence like yeah two years not a long time no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah perspective i guess but um yeah when i when you know i had that i finished my meal and just went like yeah suddenly yeah. felt like oh yeah but again that's kind of something kind of similar to something i encourage i encourage people of course i encourage people to eat healthy make sure you have all the food groups so that you know your macronutrients are, all the requirements are met mm. i also kind of say but set a day probably the weekend it depends what kind mm -hmm. of job have a day where you can just have what you want because yeah. mentally like it kind of gives you that you're doing all this. There's a little kind of prize at the end of the week. Like you yeah, know, yeah, maybe yeah, it's yeah. like a little thing. Maybe it's a burger, maybe it's a pizza, maybe it's whatever. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying if you're a celiac to like, just like, you know, like immerse yourself into a <laughs> treat. Treat yourself. I'm saying, yeah. With some yeah treat yourself. <laughs> like, give yourself, like, because having those little, th again, this is not going to work for everyone, but mm. it's something I kind of encourage like because mentally it gives you something you know at the start of the week it's something to work towards yeah and at the end of the week it's you know it's a reward for that effort you've put in yeah kind of i think mentally having you know the endorphins the serotonin and all that because it it just helps sort of just build steps mentally oh, and physically yeah. And also, I, I kind of have a bit of a, I mean, again, I'm no scientist, this may shock you. <laughs> but I think sometimes having something that is completely off kilter to your regular diet, mm. I mean, people were saying like, oh, you should change up your workout regime and everything, like keep the body guessing and all that. I think that goes for diet as well. That's interesting. Like, because uh, like, I'll, I'll sort of like, um, what's the word restrict like i mean usually for me it's starchy carbs so like sweet potatoes yeah especially things with gluten in it i mean mm. i don't think i'm i don't think i'm a celiac but i definitely feel a difference when i've had you know bread or like traditional yeah. pasta yeah things like that i definitely feel some sort of difference i am um, i instantly get a like i can feel the insulin spike and I fall, I fall asleep every time I have white bread or white pasta or white rice. Yeah. The next, the next like after half an hour after I get a headache and I fall asleep. 
Yeah, I mean, like, um, again, this is Chris. Like, if he has stuff that's too sweet, he gets migraines. Wow, yeah, yeah, it's quite common. Yeah, yeah. Um, he actually, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, like, two weeks ago, he had a stroke. Really? Oh, my yeah. gosh. He's a young dude. He's 36 or 37. Yeah. He's in good shape. Peak. Um, is he okay? Yeah, yeah, he's all right. Like, luckily, I mean, again, this is down. One of the bef- benefits to keeping in good health is that um, you recover back. from it. Yeah. Without uh, medical intervention. I mean, the paramedics were there and stuff, but they didn't have to resuscitate or any of that kind of stuff. It just came back like because um, he, he went completely numb down the left side. And yeah, a lot of that has to be down to maintaining good health physically and just you know your dietary needs and things like that yeah um i think but yeah like i mean yeah sorry that was a kind of a tangent because we were talking about but um i think yeah throwing in a bit of a wild card into your diet Mm. weekly maybe fortnightly whatever it gives you something to work towards and i do think it does sort of um sort of um kind of alert the body that something's going on and it needs to up its game a bit so i um i like read this thing the other day on um how our like human eyes work and apparently uh, i our human eyes our human eyes yes human human eyes like um, human eyes (laughs) other guys human eyes but like don't quote me because it may shock you that i'm also not a scientist yeah, but, I was thinking maybe I should quote some people, but I'm like, I am gonna Don't uh, do that. It's better I'm, not to quote. <laughs> <mess this up. laughs> um, but it was talking about how we're the only uh sort of like creature on earth, like we're the only species, if you will, humans that have this uh ability. Your 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 mind will be able to tell what your body is lacking in. And it will actually trigger something in particular colors through how you see, which actually, and that's what when people are like, oh, I really fancy that if they see something. It's not that you fancy it. It's, it's literally like almost like a subliminal thing. Like you but, need I mean, what that can give you. Cool, yeah, I mean, that, that sort of thing before has been linked to sort of like, um, you know, your gut biome. Mm, yeah, yeah. Heard that and, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, that old saying of listen to your gut, Mm, yeah. like, kind of like it does sort of um hold some value because a lot of what goes on inside your sort of gut it, yeah i mean like it, it, i can't remember what their names were i said i wasn't going to quote people but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I just put it into like sort of uh, i mean i don't like to get all technical because i don't know <laughs> why it's too good but there was I believe they were Australian, maybe um, okay. twin, like identical twin doctors, mm. who believed that um, maintaining gut health could prevent a lot of diseases. So one of them actually gave himself a disease. So it was a controlled experiment, wow. and through readjusting his gut health through you know eating proper and probiotics and all that kind of stuff he actually managed to sort of you know rid himself of i can't remember what it was it might have been just like a flu wow 
yeah, something like still. that. But uh, yeah, I mean, like it's that it's that classic thing. It's like, oh, you've got a cold. Like it's that old sort of like you hear it in all the cartoons. It's like, oh, I have chicken soup. Yeah, yeah, uh, bone broth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, things like that. It's like. I, I remember in my family, it was if you have a bad throat, you should have seven up. Really? It's like, yeah, but I think that kind of goes back to <laughs> that goes back to like when seven up was being developed. It was developed as a um, tonic for ah, okay. it was like a medicinal thing. That's very cool. Yeah, like, like a lot of stuff that we just you know now like things we have were developed probably for other purposes well yeah everything evolves to a business state at some point i guess but yeah oh man all right well dude we've covered a lot of things have we it feels like we've been well, on a lot of tangents no, no 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 this i to be honest i feel if if you go on a tangent but you cover a lot of stuff on tangents then you've done a good job is uh, I've only well, done a couple sure of these. Have you covered anything or just like breezed over it all? Or? Uh, well, all of my bullet points that I'd wrote, wrote and out, written out, uh, we've covered. Yeah. So that's good. That's very good. But to be honest, I'm probably going to get people that I've had on back on down the line because um, mm -hmm. I don't have that many friends. So. <laughs> oh, so you're going to get me back and you're like, yeah, remember that time we had that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I retract it all. I've, actually done... <laughs> I've had this complaint and this complaint. <laughs> yeah, I've actually looked it up and I was completely wrong. <laughs> oh, that's sound. Um, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. Awesome. Um, and to everyone who listened in today, thank you very much for joining us on Overwhelming Strength is Boring. Um, and we will catch you next time. Thanks and goodbye.